This is a GRDC podcast. Researchers in Western Australia have demonstrated that applying sulfate of ammonia and lime in close succession risks increasing gaseous nitrogen fertilizer losses via ammonia volatilization from WA cropping systems. Hello, I'm Sally Maguire. That's the initial finding from a 14-month pilot study funded by GRDC and conducted by University of Western Australia in partnership with Murdoch University and Soils West. I spoke to UWA's Associate Professor Louise Barton, who explained more about how growers can use this information to reduce the risk of fertiliser losses via ammonia volatilization. As our growers know and agronomists also appreciate, nitrogen is really essential for crop growth. But as our global demand for food grows, so does the demand for nitrogen fertiliser. And as we increase our use of nitrogen fertiliser, we also increase the risk of gaseous nitrogen losses occurring. And these losses can occur through various mechanisms such as ammonia volatilisation, which releases ammonia gas, but also through soil microbial activity, which can release nitrous oxide. So in this glasshouse study that we're going to be talking about today, we were particularly interested in understanding if broadcasting sulphate of ammonia and lime onto a dry soil in close succession, so what might happen prior to seeding in some parts of the West Australian Grain Belt, is this practice likely to promote ammonium volatilisation from our cropping soils? And does this in turn have an impact on plant growth and yield? So to assess this, we've conducted a glasshouse study that's being funded by GRDC and the project's been led by myself in partnership with Professor Zed Rangel at the University of Western Australia. So talk us through a bit of the methodology of the study, of what you've been doing. This study came about because there was some anecdotal evidence that was coming out of the West Australian Grain Belt suggesting that when growers did apply or broadcast a sulphate of ammonia onto recently lime soils, that it was decreasing nitrogen use efficiency. And it was assumed that what was possibly happening was that the lime and the sulphate of ammonia were interacting. And this was especially after some initial rains. And this was leading to losses of nitrogen through ammonium volatilisation. But before we got stuck into doing a glasshouse study, we really wanted to check what was known about this phenomenon and also to assess to what extent the practice of applying sulphate of ammonia and lime to the surface of our soils, how widespread that practice was. So to start things off, we conducted a desktop review of the scientific literature just to check if others had investigated this interaction of lime and sulphate of ammonia on ammonium volatilisation. And at the same time, Dr Fiona Dempster, also from UWA, conducted a survey of agricultural consultants to, again, find out to what extent this practice was being implemented here in the West. 
So the scientific literature review revealed that no one had really surprisingly enough had investigated this interaction between sulfate of ammonia and lime, or if they had, it wasn't particularly applicable to our situation. And Fiona's survey did confirm that growers were applying sulfate of ammonia to their soils leading up to seeding, particularly if they were planning on planting canola, that they were applying the sulfate of ammonia onto recently lime soils. So this gave us confidence that it was worthwhile to follow up now with a glasshouse study to at least assess whether there was a risk of promoting ammonium volatilisation if we were to apply sulphate of ammonium onto recently lime soil. And this glasshouse study was conducted by another colleague of mine, Paul Damon, who's the project's research officer. The Glasshouse study actually included two experiments that we'd done in succession. Firstly, we were interested in understanding if applying the sulfate of ammonia to soil that had recently been limed would increase the potential for ammonium volatilisation. And we investigated this prior to planting two soil types to canola. Now, following this first experiment, we then conducted a second experiment to investigate if this effect persisted when we came to re-sow the pots with barley and when there was still some residual lime sitting on the surface from that first application. We also wanted to understand if the amount of ammonium volatilisation that occurred differed depending on the amount and the timing of the break of season rainfall. So we had some simulation rainfall treatments as part of that glasshouse study. And of course, we were interested in understanding if ammonium volatilisation did occur, did that in turn decrease crop productivity and nitrogen fertiliser uptake? Let's talk more about what are the avenues for nitrogen loss. So when growers purchase nitrogen fertiliser, obviously the intent is that that nitrogen, that investment directly benefits the growth of the crop. And so that a large proportion of that nitrogen that is applied will be utilised by the crop in that year and that any residual nitrogen might be stored in the soil organic matter and be made available for subsequent crops. But the reality is that there is always a risk that the nitrogen fertiliser that we apply in a growing season may be lost to the environment. So there's various processes by which nitrogen can be lost from our cropping systems. This includes nitrogen leaching when the water carries the applied fertiliser beyond the rooting zone as well as gaseous pathways such as ammonium volatilisation, which I've mentioned results in ammonium gas being released, and also denitrification, which is a soil microbial process that can result in either nitrous oxide or dinitrogen gas emissions occurring. Now, the loss of nitrogen fertiliser to the atmosphere via ammonium volatilisation has been measured in response to applying urea in various parts of Australia. In Western Australia, there's been limited number of studies, but there was one, and that did suggest that in terms of ammonium volatilisation and in response to a urea application, that the loss might represent as much as 30% of the nitrogen fertiliser that was applied. 
when I say 30%, that's 30% of a unit of nitrogen rather than the fertiliser. So what stage is the study at now and what are some of your key findings so far? So Sally, we've completed the scientific review and the survey of consultants and we've also now finished two glasshouse experiments. So now we're really in the process of preparing a final report for GRDC. One of the key findings is that applying lime and sulphate of ammonia to the soil surface in close succession prior to seeding does increase the risk of ammonium volatilisation. Our glasshouse study of two soils from the West Australian Green Belt demonstrated that after about three weeks, we had losses as high as 20% of the applied nitrogen. The other finding is that the risk of ammonia volatilisation persisted when sulphate of ammonia was applied to the same two soils that still contained some residual lime from that first application and after we'd actually fully grown and harvested one crop. In those instances, we had ammonia volatilisation losses as high as 26% of the applied nitrogen. Now, the greatest losses actually occurred when we only had two millimetres of rainfall after we applied the sulphate of ammonia to the lime soils. If 20 millimetres of rainfall occurred immediately after applying the sulphate of ammonia to the lime soil or to a soil that contained residual lime, then suddenly the extent of ammonia volatilisation decreased to less than 7% of the applied nitrogen. In the highest instance, we had 26% of applied nitrogen being lost. But when we started applying more rainfall, that decreased to less than 7%. So I suppose that the message there is that whilst there is a risk that broadcasting lime and sulphate of ammonia in close succession prior to seeding may increase ammonia volatilisation, it's really going to depend on the prevailing soil moisture and weather conditions. I understand that we're talking about glasshouse trials, but what are going to be some of the implications, I guess, for growers in the field out of this research? So at this stage, I'd be recommending that growers avoid applying sulphate of ammonia to recently lime soils, especially if the lime has been broadcast onto the soil surface. The caveat to this is unless you're particularly confident that you're going to have sufficient rainfall immediately after the sulphate of ammonia application so as to dissolve it and move it beyond the surface of the soil and away from the the lime. I understand this research is coming to an end. Have you achieved all your objectives or what's next for this study? We have achieved the objectives as set out by the project. The next steps really are the submission of the final report. The final report will include some recommendations for growers, but also some recommendations for future research beyond this project that GRDC and their growers can consider. That was Associate Professor Louise Barton from the University of Western Australia. The full report detailing the findings from the Assessing Gaseous Nitrogen Losses in WA Crop Systems pilot project is being published by GRDC in April. I'm Sally Maguire. This has been a GRDC podcast. Thanks for listening. Listener.